0: What's up, guys? I'm Chad Broussard. I'm your host, and this is Street Sharp, a hangout spot for entrepreneurs that grind every day, hustle every angle, and end up at the top. Join me while we talk to like-minded individuals and get straight to the point. Hey, buckle up, guys. I'm Chad Broussard. Welcome to Episode 2 of Street Sharp. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about buyer's representation which is the agent that represents someone that's buying a new home. Uh, First, I want to just go ahead and take the opportunity to thank everyone. If you listened to our last podcast, it was Jess and I introducing ourselves, telling you guys a little bit about ourselves and why we're doing this podcast. So we just want to thank you for all the text messages, all the private messages, uh, the comments on Facebook. Uh, Let your friends know this. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a tool that you will be able to send to your buyers um, if they're reluctant about using a real estate agent. Um, if you listen to our last podcast, you know that Jess and I are very pro, even I as a builder, pro real estate representation. Uh, they know the ins and outs, the rules, they can guide you in the right way, and you know the biggest thing is they can make sure that you don't get taken advantage of uh, throughout this system because this system is long and extensive. So I'm going to go ahead and let Jess take over. She's going to lead most of today uh, with her knowledge on what a buyer's representation uh, representative does for the buyer. All right, Jess, it's all you.
1: Okay, thank you for that wonderful intro. Um, feel free to stop me at any time, ask any questions, or if I'm talking too fast. No,
0: sure. no, I think we'll be fine. This is this is your end right here.
1: Okay, I do have my notes in front of me. so. Um, Today, like Chad said, we are going to talk about um, buyer's representation. Um, So the first thing I wanted to talk about is what is a buyer's agent? And I actually have the definition in front of me. So um, a buyer's agent is a licensed real estate agent who represents the buyer in a transaction. The buyer's agent has the authority to act on behalf of the buyer in negotiating a purchase and sell agreement with the seller's agent. So let's talk about that. Um, It is super important to have buyer representation um, when you are – from beginning to end, when you're searching for a house, a buyer's agent – is going to lead you in the right direction, starting with a pre-approval process. Most real estate agents have a few lenders in their pockets that they have worked closely with that know that who has the best rates in town at any given time. Um, I always encourage buyers, anytime I get a new lead, I'm always giving them at least two to three lenders to contact to compare rates to. Um, who can provide maybe a lender credit that's going to help you with those closing costs? Who has the lowest interest rate? Typically, when a lender gives you Closing cost that sometimes they they jack up your interest rate and so we do not like to see that as a buyer's agent because we at the end of the day are trying to keep as much money in our buyer's pockets as possible.
0: Yeah, so Jess, when you're talking about, I wanted to just kind of chime in on this because we work with our preferred lender with Signature Series Homes. Yes, and you know I won't put that out uh, right now because we'll have a, a podcast, especially with him here. So, uh, being that this is a tool for. Uh, agents to send to their clients um, tell if, if somebody's trying to get a low interest rate um, do they need to be looking at a wholesaler as far as mortgages go
1: well, I recently just learned what what a wholesaler is in the in the lender industry. And so the answer to that question is yes. Our preferred lender who we use is actually a wholesaler with his interest rate. So he actually doesn't have all these overhead costs that he has to basically make up that money from somewhere to be able to pay his people. So there's a lot of um
0: so what he's not doing yeah. um, is he's not paying that cloud company. Uh, I call Correct. it a cloud company, yes. you know, the big corporation behind him that says, hey, look, we need our piece yep. before you get your piece. Yep. So he, he he cuts out the middleman. He is the guy. Yep. Um, and so That saves
1: our clients a ton of money to where he's able to help them so that they are not having to come out of pocket the full closing cost.
0: Yeah. So a lot of times you can get um, zero closing on a loan just because he is giving you closing costs up front. And, you know, you can you can ask a a different lender. um, Well, why can he give me this low interest rate and still give me closing? And you are at a higher interest rate and you can't give me closing. That that's a very good. This is one of the things that buyers need to be aware of um, in this industry is, is that the best rate. And closing cost is what we always try to get for our clients. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, you know, just that little extra I'll throw in is that we also work with our preferred attorney that gives um, a certain amount of closing cost as well. They give a credit. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, we have our own team and it seems to benefit our clients the best.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so I will say that um, if you are newly licensed or you are looking to get your real estate license, maybe we have some listeners out there are thinking about getting their real estate license, you will more than likely start off as a buyer's agent. Um, it's very rare that you you know, get your real estate license and you start coming in with listings or representing a builder if you're lucky in that way. That's awesome. That's great. I do feel that every real estate agent should start off as a buyer's agent to get the experience. You really need to get to know the contract, the purchase agreement. When somebody is purchasing a house, we have a nine page Louisiana purchase agreement, and you better know what each clause in that contract means. Um, one thing, I, I do have a story. Um, when I first got my license, I was working with uh, some new buyers, and I had a wonderful mentor at the time, and I was petrified to write my first contract. I did not, I I didn't, I don't think I fully understood what the contract meant, and so every time I had to meet with a client, I was like, oh my gosh, what if they, what if they want to write an offer? What am I going to do? I wasn't comfortable, and so one thing, one, like the best pieces of advice I can give to a new agent is really understanding the contract, knowing how to break down what each section means.
0: What's that? Oh, Chad's
1: w- chiming in over there.
0: Yeah, I was just saying, and, um, you know, the best way to get this information and be a really uh, efficient agent for your client is to have a mentor. Now, yes. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving ports to being a mentor. It's not you don't hire. You, I say hire. You don't involve another agent as a mentor to write contracts. Right. A mentor is an all phase uh guidance program it's 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 a guidance program for your advertising the way you advertise the way you present yourself it's not just about mentorship of how to be a real estate agent and write contracts this is a whole presentation of who you are and Mm so you know you guys don't want to forget about you know even agents that are mentoring people you know let them know what's acceptable what's not acceptable how to show up to a closing you know the presentation is everything um, and Jess, when you started out, you know, how many years did you sell um, resales so so that people can understand, like, yeah. you just didn't jump into new construction? No. How many years did you have?
1: No, um, I have been representing you in new construction for roughly two years now. So right. I'm almost nine years in the business. So I was a good five and a half, six years just selling strictly resales. Now, I did sell new construction houses here and there, but it wasn't my specialty like it is now. Um but I always say that new construction is it's a whole different animal. It really needs its own separate purchase agreement and there really needs to be their own set of forms within the association or the Louisiana Real Estate Commission strictly for new construction builds. Um so yes.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that we've encountered lately and one of the things Jess is talking about in particular when we're talking about having a separate contract for new construction is that the Uh, appraisal contingency. One of the things in this market is there's a shortage of houses. We know that it's, it's very, very low in our area. Uh, you have multiple offer situations and you have people offering over, um, list price, but they still mark the contingency, uh, box. So really what you have, what you have is the same offer as anybody else.
1: It's really an empty offer. It's it's really, it's an
0: empty offer because if you get an offer for $5,000 over, what we do is Okay. Let's do this. You're going to give me a $5,000 deposit. uh, Non-refundable. Non-refundable on the house because we know the house is going to appraise for what it is. If you win this contract.
1: By overbidding. By
0: overbidding. I'm going to have a check from you that's non-refundable and I'm going to have my money up front. Because otherwise, you know... We we had a situation not long ago where we had a client that came in and overbid. We had been working with uh, our buyers for a while. These these buyers had been with Jess. How long were they with you?
1: Oh gosh, I had worked probably six months prior. Six months. How many houses? So
0: how many houses did that one couple lose out on?
1: Two. And, and one was because of an appraisal. It was priced too high. Appraisal came back way too low, enough, too low for me to advise him to even pay the difference out of pocket mm-hmm. and too low that the tax assessor site said, this ain't worth you paying the
0: difference. <laughs> wow. So, so, but you know, signature, signature series, the bungalows, we had a buyer that came in with a full price offer. Honest kids. They came in super excited First time about home this.
1: buyers, so young, getting married.
0: Yeah, and so they put in a full price offer on a house that's well worth it. Super and, clean and, contract. And then we have somebody else come in and outbid them. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at integrity, because listen, it's not always the monetization, you know, of the business that's appealing. Right. You have to have some sense of integrity. If you're getting full price for a house... Why do you need to take five thousand dollars over? Mm-hmm. And 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 like just said, it's an it's an empty offer if they don't back it up with a non refundable deposit, in the amount of the over asking.
1: Well, because that that, that contingency is still in there, saying if the house doesn't appraise for what I am offering to pay you, then I'm only obligated to pay what you are asking. Of right, the and,
0: house. and guys, quite frankly, you know that the appraisers are only going to appraise it for, for the, the less price,
1: yeah, especially a new construction. In
0: new construction, yeah. we we know that happens yeah. every day. So, yeah. um, just beware of that for your clients. Uh, don't let your client lose out on a house, you know, to someone else when you know they were the first guys to offer on it. It's just not fair. I mean, we know that the business isn't fair, but at least we can have integrity to our clients. And that was a story I wanted to share because I didn't want the over asking price. Yeah. I wanted to work with the clients that we had that were dedicated to us. So, all right, I'll hand it back over to you because I can keep rambling.
1: Okay. So the next thing I was going to talk about is why you need a buyer's agent to represent you. So if we have any buyers listening out there and you're just, you know, somewhat weary of Working with a real estate agent, there's a lot of people, I don't know the exact stat, but there are a lot of people that are against real estate agents. Same with car salesmen. A lot of people do not like to go to a car salesman. I, I guess they think that we're going to hound them until they end up buying a house from us, you know, 24 hours a day, but that's not how it works. I actually have a hot and a cold list for my buyers. My hot list consists of buyers that are actively sending me houses, I'm actively sending them houses. They've already gotten their pre approval letter, they are ready to go look at houses at any given time. That's my hot list. My cold list is buyers who have not shown interest in in getting the pre-approval process started um, they do not show interest in going to look at any properties. If I send them something from the hot sheet with it being a competitive market, if they're not showing interest in going to see that property in a reasonable time frame, I kind of move them to my cold list and I'm not moving them to my freezing cold list. It's just more so more of my warm list that I'm still going to keep in touch with them, but they're not taking the initiation that I need them to take.
0: Yeah. They, they have to, they have to do their homework as well. Correct. You know, that we, we, we listen to different podcast as well and you know one of the things i enjoyed today was you know one of the podcasts we listened to was um you know agents aren't gonna agents aren't gonna go show houses to buyers without a pre-approval letter letter on a saturday or sunday right you know and and it needs to be explained to buyers listen we don't know what to show you what are you a pre we don't have a pre-approval well what then what do i show you and then or or buyers that you know you know they 're super excited because they got they finally got professional pictures on their house, but they don 't do anything else right you know so so there 's a bunch of things that I think is unfair to to realtors you know the general public sometimes don 't consider them because oh they're off on Saturdays or Sundays, but construction is twenty four hours a day, seven days a week but we you know we like time with our family as well, so yeah. you know buyers if you're listening to this, be considerate of agents when you ask them to show you a house. Make sure that you're either you're pre-qualified for it or be ready to write an offer if you're asking an agent to show you a house on Saturday. And if
1: you're ready to write an offer, you should have a pre-approval. Honestly, any buyer's agent, um, the first question, and when you get a new lead, the first question I ask, number one is, are you working with a real estate agent? Number two is, have you already started the pre-approval process? And most of the time I have the two answers. Yes or no, I'm not working with an agent. Great. Are you working with a lender? I can send you a few lenders. Let's go ahead and get the process started. So that way, whenever a house comes up on the market that you're ready to go look at, we're already prepared and ready to roll. And most of the time, if you explain it like that for as a real estate agent to your client, they're going to be understanding, but you have to set the expectations from the very beginning. Um, If you just start going out and showing houses before you've asked them for that pre-approval, they're going to think, well, why are they asking now? Third house in that you're looking, why are they asking me for my pre-approval now? Well, they've shown me five or six houses at this point. So agents, it's super important to set expectations on the front end, the very first initial phone call you have, or the first email you send when you get a new lead.
0: And, you know, also, you know, because we're, we're addressing buyer's, and also agents, and this is a tool for agents to send to bars. You know, agents show houses for a living. This is what they do. They're professionals. They have insurance.
1: And they don't get paid unless the house closes. They're right. not on a salary.
0: Right. And, you know, I've, I've seen Jessica literally have to call, call it quits on clients just because they want. I, I told Jessica, I said, some of these clients are more interested in looking at people's houses and decorations. And I think they're just nosy. Yeah, because, you know, she showed houses for years and I suggest I don't know that this is going to work out if they haven't found a house, you know, and, and that was that was two I to think three, I have
1: a client like that. Yeah,
0: two <laughs> to three years ago when there the inventory was sky high and yeah. nothing was moving really and you didn't find a house yet.
1: Or they like to make low offers just hoping that one will catch. And yeah, it's it's just, like, eh, eventually, you know, you got to know kind of when to cut the ties.
0: Yeah. And you have to be reasonable, guys, because, you know. How would you like to go to work Monday through Friday for free? Because that's what you're asking an agent to do when you're looking at a house that you're not ready to write a contract on. Yeah. Look, time. Time is money. It literally for agents. And and they I know firsthand, you know, before I got with Jess and, you know, she started working with me. I didn't realize how much work realtors put into a deal. This is this is 11 o'clock at night answering emails. If it goes off, Jess is answering it. Saturday morning. To. Yeah, Saturday morning. I'm going to show houses, Chad. Uh, look, I, I got this client, okay? You know, and, and listen, sellers expect Jessica to represent them like that.
1: Yeah, I have listings where I have to be at showings. I think when you get past a certain price point and you start listing higher-end homes, your sellers are going to expect that you're there for all the showings. And you're making sure that these buyers' agents are, are very well um, – you know, educated on their property that you've listed and who knows more about the property than the listing agent. So yeah, I do have to go to, I have a, I have a listing right now. I have to be at every single showing and I have the key to unlock the door.
0: Look, Jess on Valentine's day, Jess had a show on a a very high end house. Look, you know what Jessica did? Jessica got dressed. She was dressed and the folks that wanted to see the house canceled.
1: Yeah. I got there, turned on all the lights, opened all the blinds you know, had the music playing and then I get a text that canceled.
0: Yeah. So, guys, so I did a would, live
1: video instead. I made the most out of it and I did a live video and then I got to share it with all my followers on Facebook and got some good feedback from yeah, it. So, so
0: I think, I think th- that example is just one of the things that I wanted buyers to take into consideration that we have families, just, I can promise you, Jess would have rather be with me on Valentine's day, but she had to go and show a house because th- that's our industry and that's what we do. So we make those sacrifices. So when you think, a uh, 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 a seller's agent or a buyer's agent, you know, when when you discount that, you really need to know what goes on behind the scene, right? Um, obviously, I'm I'm pro realtor because I've been, you know, I've been building houses for 23 years. Um, I've said You've it. You've
1: seen a, what realtors have done for your business, yes, and
0: I've said it from yeah. the very beginning. Realtors are an asset to builders and also buyers and also sellers. Um, I'll hand it back over to you so you can get back to your list.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say why you need a buyer's agent. So a buyer's agent is going to act as your advisor during the whole home buying process. So they're going to walk you through the process from A to Z. Your lender, walking through inspection period, One, you know, negotiating your inspections, making sure you get to the appraisal process. They're going to help you find your right homeowner's insurance person. They're also talking to the lender and the title company getting everything ready for closing on your behalf. So that way you're working, you're you know, you're going to sporting events with your family, you're doing all of that and the buyer's agent is doing that on your behalf. Another thing a buyer's agent is going to do is going to help you to understand and prepare you for the current market conditions. It's also, you know, it's super important that you know exactly before you start looking at a house how, a, how much you're pre-approved for, so you know which areas and which neighborhoods you're looking in. But you need to know how quickly you need to be able to act and make an offer on a house. Or um, property.
0: Property or house. Property. Any, any real estate in, in this market, whether it be property or homes, apartments, condos. Yeah. If If you think it's a good deal, you know, put the contract in, guys. You know, you have an inspection period. You're not glued to this. Um,
1: right. We're going to talk about that,
0: you know, so, okay. I'm getting ahead of you. I'm sorry. That's okay.
1: No, um, I forgot what I was going to say about that, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Um,
1: okay. So I'll just say this buyer. Another reason a buyer's agent will handle all the negotiations for you. So like I said, your inspections, your appraisals, we talked about appraisals a little bit, um, Earlier, an appraisal. You that if the house doesn't appraise, the buyer's agent is going to go back to the listing agent and have to renegotiate that for you on your behalf. Um, They're also going to be communicating with the lender and the title attorney. Buyer's agent will also help you find the perfect home, set expectations on what you are looking for, so that you're ready to make an offer whenever it's time. Um, And the best part about a buyer's agent, you ready for this, babe? Yes, I'm ready. A buyer's agent is free. Yes, it's bu- free for a buyer to use.
0: Yes, a, a, it doesn't cost the buyer anything, and that's you know we're on uh, a group. It's a private group. It's Masterminds Group, and we read a lot of different stories of. Um,
1: I love that page.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, because it's nationwide, and yeah. so you get so many different opinions. So things that you would think are not normal,
1: yeah,
0: happen all over the United States. Some builders, some builders in some areas require. The buyer to pay the commission, yeah, yes, and I don't know how many agents actually. No,
1: I wonder if one of our listeners can chime in on that. I wonder if is that just in a competitive market, or is that like all the time?
0: No, that's all the time. That's that the
1: buyer's agent, mm-hmm. the buyers pay the buyer's agent.
0: Correct. Okay. Yes, yeah, because you know here in Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know in Lafayette, you know this is something that's normal to us. Is that the seller mm-hmm. pays the commissions, even though we even pay the commission for the realtor on the opposing side,
1: yep, and that
0: sides. that's what the other markets uh kind of don't like is that why would, why would the seller pay for oppos- opposing opposing representation yeah. you know, and so on that mastermind group that's a lot of conversation um, yeah.
1: but- well, the buyer's agent is free, so you know if a buyer thinks that they're going to get a better deal by not using a buyer's agent, they're wrong because a listing document has already been signed. It's a listing contract that has already been signed with the broker when the listing went live on MLS. There's no taking back that commission now. They've already signed to it. They've already agreed to pay that listing brokerage that commission. There is no negotiating commission at that point. So feel free to use a buyer's agent. Don't hesitate. You're getting that for free. So an agent going out on a Saturday or taking time away from their kids or their family to go show you a house, that's free for you. But just keep in mind, you know, realtors, they, lo- I Every realtor I know loves what they do. I absolutely love what I do. And so it's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's totally worth it at the end of the day. Whenever you have a buyer who finds the house of their dreams and they're so excited about it, it makes all that time that you spent over the 30 to 45 days to closing totally worth it.
0: Yeah and, that, and that's on a resale 30 to 45 days. You know, new construction, it's, you know, it can be 6 to 8 months depending on the size of the house and and sometimes even longer right. if the builder slacks. Yeah. But um getting back to the those commissions, it is free and and any good I'll, I'll put this, any good builder that works very closely with the realtors like Signature Series Homes does. We'll reiterate this we're not going to do a deal without proper representation because as a builder, we need representation. Right. We need protection for, for our side. So you, and
1: don't you think that a builder doesn't have time to deal with the back and forth with the client?
0: No, if the builder chooses to deal directly with the real estate agent, he's not building enough houses. He's yeah, got, he's too, got way, too much time. He's got too much time on his hand. Cause I can promise you some of these clients that, that we, that you run into occasionally, They will call you nonstop.
1: Oh, yeah. Ask about every little thing.
0: Yeah. We don't have time for that, and that's why we have agents in place, and that's why we don't mind paying those commissions. So we're very pro-realtor, 100%. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay, so next I want to talk about um, what an agent does for a buyer after a buyer gets a home under contract. So typically whenever you're writing a contract – your agent is going to put in a certain amount of days for an inspection period. And typically you see a 10 day inspection window. Sometimes it can be shorter if it's a cash deal and they're wanting a quick closing. Sometimes it can be longer. If, you know, we do live in an oil and gas town and an oil and gas state. So a lot of times we, you know, I've seen have buyers ask for a 14 day inspection window. Um, And, You know, you kind of want to keep it in that average 10-day window, but what that means is a buyer has 10 days to do inspections on the house, and so what does inspections mean? You hire a licensed home inspector to come in, typically within the first few days that you've gone under contract on the house. You want to have a home inspector come in and do a thorough home inspection. Now, during this time, I'll tell my clients, now is the time to get anybody in the house to do any inspections, give you quotes, give you bids, anything that's going to keep you from buying the house or not moving forward with the act of sale. You want to get those people in now. Um, you know, let's say the inspector recommends getting an electrician out there to check your electrical panel. Or let's say they say you need a second opinion on the roof because an inspector can only say so much about that. You need to get a a roof inspector out there and you really need to get all this stuff done within that 10-day inspection window. Once your inspection is done, you have you're still in that 10-day inspection window, you have got to get the buyer's response to inspection over to the listing agent within that window. If you go outside of that window, you are basically saying, I agree to take the house as is. Now, if you have a good buyer's agent and you're running close to that timeline, you need to have an extension to your inspection period signed. Just saying that we agree to extend it for a few more days. We're having a, a hard time getting people out here to give us quotes or bids. And whatever, typically it's fine. Sellers don't mind extending it for a couple days, but never miss your inspection window. That is super important. Um, I had an agent in the in my office years and years ago who missed the inspection period, and it was it was detrimental because there was lawsuits involved. The sellers were trying to force the buyers to buy the house. The buyers didn't want the house, and there was nothing in writing saying we want to walk away from the sale. So they were still tied into a contract. So. Don't be one of those agents. Try to stay on top of your scheduling and, you know, get your get your agent to give you more time if you need. So after your home inspection, you're going to have an appraisal process. And I typically don't like to order the appraisal until we get past inspections because the, the, it's the buyer's responsibility to pay for the inspection and the appraisal. So those are your two fees that you're required to pay as a buyer. You're not required to pay the commission to the, to the buyer's agent, but you are required to pay your inspection fee and your appraisal fee. So once we get past inspections, the buyer's agent will reach out to the t- the lender and say, okay, we're, we're past inspections. Everybody's mutually agreed upon everything. We are ready to order the appraisal. Um, I, as a listing agent, like to, and I learned this from another agent in the industry who I love and adore, um, she would always write in her additional terms and conditions on contracts that appraisal is to be ordered within 14 days of acceptance of this contract. So what that means is, you agree when you sign that contract that you agree to order the appraisal within 14 days. So that gives you enough time to get past your inspections. And you're going to order the appraisal within 14 days. If you don't order that appraisal in 14 days, that is now have become a contingency in the contract. And the seller can now say, I don't want to work with these people, it becomes null and void. That's a whole nother conversation. But I do like to have that clause in my contracts. Um, just it kind of keeps everybody in line. And it just it makes it another part of the contract. So. Putting that in there is a, is a really good thing to do as a listing agent or even a buyer's agent. If you want to hold your, your lender accountable, you can add that into the additional terms and conditions as well. After you get past in, uh, appraisals, usually how it works is when you'll tell the lender that um, we're ready for appraisals. You do not get to choose your appraiser. You do get to choose your home inspector, but you do not get to choose your appraiser it actually goes into a lottery with your lender and it kind of is a random pick of what appraiser um, will go out to appraise the property. Um, That typically takes about a week to get an appraiser out there. It might take another few days to a week to get the report back. So that's another two weeks that's out of your timeline to get you to closing table. Um, Were you going to say something?
0: No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm listening intently to you.
1: Okay. Um, I'm kind of on a rant here, but Anyway, so the appraisal will come back. Hopefully, the house has appraised for at least what the contract price is. If the appraisal comes back for over what you, okay, buyers, listen to this. This is super important. If the contract comes back for over what you have agreed to pay for the house, that is awesome. That means you have instant equity in the house. If the appraisal comes back less than what you have agreed to pay for the house, we have to go back to renegotiate.
0: I call that a double standard.
1: <laughs> Why is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's, uh, the contract is is very um, buyer-friendly. It's and, super buyer-friendly. And, and so, you know, if... if
1: In Louisiana, anyway. Yeah,
0: you have to remember that the, 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 the appraisal contingency doesn't just say... It, it's not specific on, hey, if it doesn't appraise. It says you have to renegotiate. It doesn't say you have to renegotiate down.
1: No, you have to. So there's three things that can happen if the house doesn't appraise. One, the seller can decide to lower the price. Okay, which sometimes we see. It depends on the window of what the margin of, of error is there. Number two, the buyer can agree to pay the difference, which your lender's not going to like that because they're already loaning you the money and they don't want They don't want to see that you have the money to pay the difference. Or C three, um, you can decide not to buy the house. And the contract becomes null and void. You get it in writing. You send a mutual release of escrow and say, "I don't like that the house didn't appraise," and it goes back on the market. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I think, and, and it goes back to what we you said earlier in this this episode that there needs to be a contract, especially you know a contract Louisiana, especially yeah. for new construction yes. because it doesn't
1: or for you, custom homes, you know,
0: or for custom homes. Yeah. Well, no. Spec or custom? Yeah, well, I think that's Do you want to
1: tell everybody what the difference between a spec and a custom house is?
0: So a a spec house can be a custom, but a spec house is when the builder buys the lot, does all the financing, and carries everything. A custom house is normally done on your property that you bought. You carry the loan, and the builder builds a house, and you pay the builder as you get the draws from the bank. Yep. You're kind of the inspector on it. Yep. And so the only problem with that is that – what builders do is, you know, they'll do custom houses, they'll take 10 houses, they'll take nine to 10 months. So when they're giving you a price, you just have to be be conscientious that a builder's not going to give you a discount on the interest that he's saving. He's making double he's do- say
1: that louder for the people in the back.
0: So the people in the back, listen to this, yeah, builders that ask you to do their financing. Mm hmm. Financing can be very expensive on a monthly basis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You add and, and,
1: and listen. I want to chime in on this. I'm sorry. There's different phases of the house where the interest becomes more and more and more. Yeah, at
0: the at the end, you know, on a six hundred, let's just say six hundred thousand dollar house, you can be around three grand a month
1: in interest.
0: In interest, so. You think he gave you a good deal. You you need to re- do your research, get with some builders, get with some agents, say, hey, this is a 3,000-square-foot house. How long should this take to build? Six months. It seven should take months six top six months. Yeah. Six, seven months top, depending on rain and weather, on the framing.
1: And subcontractors. And subcontractors.
0: If a builder takes longer than that on a 3,000-square-foot house, they're making money somewhere else. You're sitting on this house paying the interest. When he should be paying it, you listen, you when you sign in a contract on a custom home on your property, you have to put limitations on builders and say, hey, listen, after six sure or seven your months, contract. you're paying the interest. Watch the house speed up. Mm-hmm. And this this is one of the things that um, I see builders do that I don't like. They take a very long time on custom houses. They take advantage of the uh, listen. You're paying closing costs to close the loan one time. You save the builder thousands right there. You're paying them interest every month. You, you, he's saving thousands on top of his commission, his so fee on top of his fee, which is normally ten to twelve percent, uh, depending on the price of the house. It and can be on the can, builder it, and builder. It can be fifteen percent. Yeah. So just beware. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so one thing we do um, in our process or what Chad does when he builds a house is he carries the financing from beginning to end. So let's say a buyer came to us. They have a lot in a subdivision that we're already building in. We have a plan they want to use. Chad actually handles the financing. He closes on the lot. He does everything. He pays all the subcontractors, all the vendors. He handles everything. So I, don't,
0: I don't need a client to carry the financing for me. Yeah. If you have a builder that needs you to carry the financing, he doesn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And what usually ends up happening at the end of the day is you have liens on your house that come up later.
1: Yeah, because Be- subcontractors aren't paid.
0: they're, they're not paid. He didn't have enough money. Um, it's, it's just not a good idea. If, if your builder tells you that you need to carry the financing on a home, then you need to look elsewhere. That's my opinion on it.
1: Yeah. So the good thing with, with the builder carrying the financing is that they want to get the house built as quickly as possible because they don't want the interest to keep building up because that's, that's ultimately coming out of their profits. So be careful if you're working with a custom home builder or a spec builder Please do your research and make sure – and we're going to talk about this. We actually want to have a podcast strictly on contracts when, you know, when you're building a house um, for, you know, not necessarily with us but other builders –
0: And so, yeah, at the end of the day, we just want to set, you want to set limitations on the amount of time that the house, we don't want to get too far off, but you want to set limitations on the amount of time that your builder is going to take so that you're not paying interest. And at the end of the day, you're going to end up closing on the house just to get rid of the interest because the interest is way more than your monthly note. And you have people working on your house. The house should have been finished. So let's get back to, uh. The other stuff.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm past the appraisal process. I guess the the last thing that you're going to do to get to the closing table, um, buying a house, once you get past the appraisal process, everything's good to go. Everybody's mutually agreed upon the price. I would say 85 to 90% of the time, the house always appraises.
0: We, we, we've never had an issue.
1: We've never had an issue personally. I, I'm more talking about resales. Um, I do see some appraisal issues going on right now. Um, Well,
0: I think I think part of that appraisal issue is that normally new home construction, uh, new home construction right now has gone up because of building materials, subcontractors, hurricanes, uh, the shortage of material with the pandemic. There's a lot of moving parts to to completing a house. Well, those and
1: I think appraisers are taking that into account when they are appraising new construction. So they
0: are appraising new construction. But so we know historically, as new construction goes up, so does resales. Yes. But it takes a little while for a resale appraisal to go up. Yes. To catch up to new home appraisals, because at this uh, you can't build that house what it used to be built for at the old appraisal. Right. You almost have to get a fresh appraisal and submit um, building material increases as a scenario for a resale. Say, right. hey, look. What would it cost me to build this house these days? And then that way you can get an accurate appraisal. But most appraisers in Lafayette, the guys we work with, we don't have any issues. They know how to adjust resales, but it is an imbalance. It does take a little while for a resale to catch up appraisal-wise to what the new, new construction is.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So after the appraisal process, um, your agent is going to follow up with the listing agent to make sure the repairs that you've negotiated during inspections, or um, if you didn't negotiate repairs, maybe you you um, asked for. Um, an allowance in lieu of repairs, whatever that may be, your agent is going to follow up with the listing agent to make sure that you are still on track to move forward with closing on time. That is super important in real estate and and buyers agents. It's your job. It's not the listing agent's job. It's the buyer's agent's job to make sure that the house closes on time. And what, what I mean by on time is that date that's on the act of sale on your purchase agreement on page two, Make sure that you are closing on or before that date. So you want to keep everybody in line. You're following up with the lender. You're following up with the title company. And listen, it's the buyer's agent's job to send the executed purchase agreement to the title company and to the lender. As soon as you go under contract, the first thing I do, I send, both of, I send the, the executed contract with all the documents directly to the lender and the title company so they can start working on their side of the file. Um, And then before you know it, you'll be at the closing table, handing over keys, meeting the sellers, buyers and sellers meet. It's always a happy time. And you live in the American dream.
0: Yep. That American dream is what everybody's looking for. Um, We will do another segment on –
1: There's a lot more to dig into um, in these topics. I just kind of went through a basic synopsis of buyer's agents.
0: Like like our first podcast said about – you know, getting your finances and your credit score in order to where you can, you know, get pre-qualified, yeah. getting with our lender, our preferred lender. We will have a podcast on that. Um, there's so many um, spots within this podcast that we could have put other information, yeah. but we just didn't – we don't have enough time. And, you know, we want to do podcasts to where you can listen to it in your car and, and not lose not interest. Not be overwhelmed. Yeah, not be overwhelmed because there is – this This is a very long and complicated process. Um, that's and why we could
1: talk real estate all day, couldn't we, babe?
0: We, we can we can and opinions is another thing yeah but so we're gonna end this um on a good note we appreciate you guys listening to our uh, second podcast um we appreciate all the love that everybody sent us uh either in messages um this this makes it worthwhile that people see what we're trying to do and what we're who we're trying to educate and we're just giving this out and you know we're gonna end this and we'll see you next time and as always grind every day hustle every angle and end up at the top thank you